Thank you for listening to Podcast West Seattle. My name is Andrew. On this episode of the podcast, we talk beer and community with the Good Society Brewery and Public House. Uh, We sent the beer off and we won. We also check in on some Halloween activities. I actually feel that like this section is what kind of transfers people into a different world. All of this and more is coming up on Podcast West Seattle. As of this recording, it is Thursday, October 28th. West Seattle is well prepared for Halloween, coming up this Sunday. After a wet couple of days, there's a pretty good chance for a dry Halloween. Let's check some West Seattle headlines. The heavy windstorms that went through our area last weekend knocked down several utility poles along the South Park Bridge and Marginal Way. The South Park Bridge ended up being closed Sunday through Tuesday. It is back open again now. In pandemic news, vaccine verifications began this week. While some folks are upset at being asked to show proof of vaccination, most people I know say it makes them more likely to go out and do things in public. We're only three days in for now, so we'll keep an eye on how this develops in West Seattle. In other pandemic news, the city is opening a new vaccination site at Neighborhood House in High Point. The site opens Friday and will have all three vaccines and boosters. As soon as the vaccine has been approved for children 5 to 11, those will be available at Neighborhood House as well. Now let's take a look at a couple of events coming up this Halloween weekend. My name is Alistair Black, also known as Alistair Nightfall, and uh, I run the Nightfall Orphanage Garage Hunt Experience in West Seattle. So we're going to be open uh, Thursday through Sunday this weekend. Um... Thursday through Saturday will be 7 to 10 p.m. And on Sunday on Halloween will be open 6.30 to 11. Uh, we accept donations for West Seattle Food Bank, uh, non-perishable food items. They have a list on their website. Uh, we also take financial donations for West Seattle Food Bank and uh, Washington's National, National Park Fund by way of QR codes, which are on the entrance and on the side of the event, so people can donate money when they come in or right after they leave. They think it was worthwhile enough. <laughs> and uh, we're here on Alki Beach. This is our seventh year. So this is where guests enter, and this is where they can donate food. Uh, and then they step in here, and this is uh, the first part. This is We call it the fire maze. Uh, and so it relates to the story of when uh, the townspeople burnt Nightfall Orphanage down. here and it's smoke filled it smells like smoke there's a, a fire effect and this takes you to our, our graveyard I actually feel that like this section is what kind of transfers people into a different world because they don't know what to expect because it just looks like you know a couple of tents but in here I think is really where you know, it transfers over, and like this is really cool. Uh, so, from the graveyard, this brings you to the Nightfall Mausoleum crypt. And in the story, this is where the children buried their mother, Margaret Nightfall, after sending her to their own asylum. Uh, the orphanage in the story was built right next to the graveyard, uh, right next to the to the crypt. So that's why, through the broken wall, you arrive in the playroom, and you arrive at our rope bridge. Overlooking a deep, deep ravine. 
Um, and this is Lulu, who is also one of the children, and she will pop up to greet you uh, if the situation is right. And this brings you into Giggle's realm proper, uh, where it's illuminated only by this one lantern. And uh, that's it. <laughs> and then you exit. It's short, but we put a lot of work into it. It's really impressive how many rooms are actually contained there. It's very impressive. Thank you, Mr. Black. Nightfall Orphanage is at 2130 Alki Avenue. It is open in the evenings through Halloween. On the lighter side of this weekend's Halloween festivities is the Junction's Harvest Fest. I talked to Laura at the Junction Association about the event. We are going to do trick-or-treat. Harvest Fest in this year just happened to fall on, um, on Halloween, October 31st. And there was absolutely no way that we were going to miss that. So what we decided to do was do a trick-or-treat. The time for trick-or-treat is the same as the farmer's market. The farmer's market will be in their usual location and it'll be 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We are going to do a lot of social distancing. We have um, candy stations that are going to be dotted on California Avenue in addition to the merchants hanged and out candy and treats. And last count, we have 12,138 pieces of candy right now in the Junction office. Well, maybe the, maybe a couple of Twix bars may have somehow got lost. This is Halloween weekend, so we're kicking it off Friday with a haunted Halloween trivia night hosted by Pegasus Book Exchange online. And then on Friday, Easy Street is doing an in-store and then we have a Halloween party at the alley, one of the two speakeasies in the junction. And then just a whole host of other things that families and individuals can really have a fun time with throughout the next few days. Thanks, Laura. Now let's head up to Admiral and have a beer. Our kind of standard, almost flagship IPA is the modern, which- On the corner of California and Lander, in the North Admiral District is the Good Society Brewing and Public House. Um, I'll give that a try. Okay, the modern IPA. The modern IPA. And are you going to be inside or outside? Yeah, I'm Nick Berger. I am uh, one of the owners uh, and founder of the Good Society Brewery and Public House. The story of the Good Society starts as many small breweries do. My beer background, uh, it was, I was just a home brewer for years. I started home brewing about 13 years ago now. And uh, it was just something I always enjoyed, I always liked. Trying to think about, you know, if there's a beer I had out in public, you know, could I either replicate this or could I make it better? Something similar that I liked more. And so that was always the challenge I enjoyed with brewing. I've been talking about it for a while and, and finally my wife was like, you don't like any of your jobs, like I'll support you in whatever you need to do. Uh, so go do what you need to do. And Going from a home brewer to running a brewery is a big deal and it's not a transition Nick took lightly. She had a good idea of, of talking to a career coach just to make sure that, you know, I wouldn't you know, do this and, and, and then like a year later be like, okay, now I don't like this either, right? And, and it was awesome. I mean, she was super supportive she, uh, about it, and, but it was a great call because uh, that career coach was amazing and taught me a lot about 
not only how you know if this is what I wanted to do but like how to handle the different stressors and things like that once I started doing this so um, so it was definitely a worthwhile thing. And this is where the story of the Good Society gets a little bit different. But uh, one of the things I learned from from that coach was don't try and do everything yourself, which I kind of have a, a bad habit of doing. And so I knew I wanted somebody to help me with the beer production side early on. Um, that's where I wanted to either partner or hire my, my first hire, mostly because um, the vision I had for this place, like I was pretty adamant about. The vision was, you know, you know, being really part of the community and like giving back and things like that. Like that was really important to me. Well, the idea was um, lots of breweries will like do a beer or do a night where they'll like raise money and then give it to um, uh, give it to a cause. And for us, we were like, well, let's just let's just normalize that instead of having like a big event or whatever. Let's just make giving back to the community just part of who we are. And so every time you buy a pint, part of that pint goes to the goes to a cause and you can vote for which cause it goes to um, so scan a QR code and we have the QR code at like every table we have it on the wall you know right by the menu we have it on the wall right by the front door so um, lots of places right yeah. now those two charities are the West Seattle Food Bank and Social Justice Fund Northwest I didn't know much about the Social Justice Fund Northwest so I reached out to Burke Stansberry I'm the development director at Social Justice Fund Northwest Social Justice Fund is a grant-making organization that supports grassroots community organizing in five states, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming. So the one of our primary programs is what we call Giving Projects. So it's a way for people to be engaged in our grant-making. Um, it's a democratic, participatory process of uh, a group of people, usually 15 to 20 people, coming together over the course of about six months. Um, they do some political education together. They do some fundraising. They learn about uh, an issue like environmental justice or criminal justice, immigration. Um, and then they receive grant proposals, um, read those proposals, do site visits, and ultimately it's that group of people that makes the decisions about how to how to make uh, how to distribute the money that they've raised. Um, in addition to those projects, which are a pretty big commitment, we also do um, regular workshops um, that are, you know, shorter and less of a commitment. And, you know, we talk about how to put together your personal giving plan or how to do grassroots fundraising, how to make a, a will um, and do estate planning that centers your, your values. Um, so, uh, if, if folks go to our website, socialjusticefund.org, and sign up for our, our listserv, then you can learn more about the, the workshops that we do as well. What's especially effective about this model for the Good Society is that it's backed up by some really good beer, like major award-winning beer. And so my partner who, who brews the beer right now, he, um, like he's been awesome, and um, he brews some award-winning beer. So every year in Denver is a festival, a beer festival called the Great American Beer Festival. And uh, it's one of the largest in the world, I believe. Definitely the largest in the United States. And, and uh, with that um, is, uh, is one of the largest and most prestigious beer competitions. And so we sent it off um, this, last year and this year they didn't have the festival. Uh, but they still did the competition, and uh, and so uh, we sent the beer off, and 
we won. <laughs> so, uh, in spite of all these accolades and the consistent giving, Nick is not satisfied. No. <laughs> and, he wants to increase the yeah, impact. I'm working on it, and um, I mean, it's it's not far off. Um, but I th I think we, you know, I personally envisioned like a, a little bit more, and we're we're starting to take steps, you know, to get there. Um, uh, we do our donations, which is great, and we choose partners. But uh, you know, I want to like find I wanted to find the most impactful way to give back, and just because something's like the biggest and most relevant cause right now doesn't mean it's the most impactful. Um, I mean, I think we'll over from 2020 to 2021, I think we'll be able to donate. Uh, I think we'll be able to go 50% above what we donated last year. So, so that would be good. Thanks to Nick and the Good Society Brewery and Public House, and thanks to Burke from Social Justice Fund Northwest for talking to me. That concludes this episode of Podcast West Seattle. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow Podcast West Seattle on your favorite podcast listening app, and be sure to tell a friend about Podcast West Seattle. Until next time, cheers, West Seattle.